What's going on, Whisper Nation? We are back. Finally, after the 24-hour mock draft marathon, we are ready to roll. And we are talking about the top 10 quarterbacks for this season. We're going to let you know what our rankings are. Aaron Rodgers is now back. He's in camp. How does that affect our rankings? We're going to talk about all that and more on this episode of the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. That's right, Whisper Nation. We are back. The Fantasy Whispers here to talk the top 10 fantasy football quarterbacks for 2021. But if you're new to the Fantasy Whispers, why don't you give us a like? Give us a subscribe on your way in. Let us know that you're new to the channel in the chat, and we will shout you guys out as such. We are the Fantasy Whispers. Big Travi uh, over here, Johnny Game Time Hicks on the other mic. You can find us on Twitter at Big Travi. TFW at Johnny Game Time or Johnny underscore Game Time, and we are talking those top ten fantasy QBs. Uh, Johnny, we're back after the the mock draft marathon. My voice is is so much better than it was just twenty four hours ago. Uh, but for those twenty four hours, it, it took a beating on my voice. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, we turned into uh, Jay and Silent Bob on the 24-hour mock draft marathon, but it's great to have your voice, you know, coming back. You know, it's it's getting there. They got they, they can't listen to two raspy voices for too long. No, uh, no, yeah, it's, so, too, it's too much on the ears. But yeah, like I said, Whisper Nation, if you're if you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit us with a like, hit us with a subscribe. We got ML in here saying, yeah, baby, we got people watching. Get those likes up. We appreciate you. We are now on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter via Periscope, and Twitch streaming live. So all of those channels up right now. So let us know which one you're watching on and what's going on. And we're going to get into those top 10 QBs straight from our Fantasy Whispers draft kit, which you can find at thefantasywhispers.com and download for an industry low $15 today. But first, Johnny, let's talk some news and nuggets. All right, I'm going to you know the drill here. I'm going to I'm going to rattle off some news for you and you're going to tell me which one you think has the most impact fantasy football wise for this season. Obviously, the big one is Aaron Rodgers back at camp. We kind of knew this was going to happen. It was just a matter of what needed to happen on each side to make it happen. But he came back day one ready to rock and roll. So that's the biggest piece of news. There's another piece, uh, uh, you know, related to that. The Texans will trade Randall Cobb to the Packers, bringing the veteran back to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Trey Wingo's first mentioned this as a possibility. Now it's really happening. Cobb announced on his Twitter that the deal is done. Jalen Hurts, his first throw of training camp was a touchdown to Miles Sanders. Not so much news as it is hype. People uh, trying to doubt Jalen Hurts, and we'll talk about him in our rankings here, but was able to get that done in his first throw. The Love Dolphins it. often, yeah, I'm sure you do. We'll, we'll get to talking about those rankings here in a second. The Dolphins often injured wide receiver Devontae Parker opens camp on the pup list along with three others. Uh, so that's some news to monitor as we've been taking Devontae Parker as a as a nice value play in a lot of drafts this offseason. Um, he's going to open on, at least to start camp on the pup. Uh, wide receiver Elijah Moore, another wide receiver for the Jets that's been garnering a lot of hype, opened with this Jets' second team to start camp, obviously first few days of camp, so don't want to overstate this, but that is something to monitor. And then finally, Johnny, the biggest piece of news, uh, or the the last piece of news we have here, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson tests positive for COVID-19. Johnny, uh, of those things that we're talking about, which one do you think has the most impact heading into the 2021 season? I, I, I'm, you know, I have to say it's the Lamar Jackson being placed on the COVID list, right? Um, now we have to 
wait this process out and we'll see how long he is he is on that list of course it's never good to be starting out training camp missing time right whether it's injury or whether it's on this covid list we weren't really sure how much covid was going to affect this season uh cases are re- you know starting to climb back up so it's definitely something we're going to want to monitor especially because of the news and information that's coming out about uh the covid protocol this year and you know last year travis they talked about you know if if there was a covid outbreak or whatnot the teams would shut down they would reschedule for a later date however that's not the case this year this year they're saying that nfl teams are saying hey if your team gets an outbreak in covid then you're going to forfeit that game it is what it is it's a it's a loss for you guys and a win for the other team so this could actually have a lot more ramifications than we tend to believe we also what we've seen too from a few cases right uh major league cam newton now whether or not that was related to COVID or he just you know fell off a clip that's still to be seen but we have heard certain players say hey when we came back from COVID, it what we you know it wasn't you know hit the ground running it they had to deal with some after effects we also saw that with the nba and and uh you know uh, cp3 similar thing came back from COVID after getting the shot and everything and he still wasn't him his normal self so this is big news to me i haven't yet moved him down in my projections travis you know we're going to dive into these top 12 quarterback projections as of right now i'm not necessarily you know putting down what uh you know moving him down in rankings but it is something i'm going to continue to monitor and i might move him down if this continues to be a problem and we continue to see him kind of work back pretty slowly yeah, it's a fair point. We'll see what how the, what effect this has. Uh, Scott Scobie coming in from Periscope just wanted to add that Jalen Waddle will be a major riser if Parker is not going to play week one. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, that is a, a, a an excellent point as we talk about Devontae Parker slipping back because of the pup status. Uh, yep. A lot of big news, and we'll continue to monitor here right here on the Fancy Whispers. Keep tuning in to our daily live shows, and we will help you continue to go through that. We're going to talk those top 10 fantasy quarterbacks, as we said. But before we do, Whisper Nation, I need to let you know it's that time of year again. We're about to roll into August. It's about to be draft season officially for your fantasy football leagues. And the Fantasy Whispers draft kit is here, and it's better than ever this year. Our draft kit is fully loaded with premium player projections, rankings, consistency charts, and over three years worth of data, cheat sheets, strength of schedule charts, and so much more. The TFW Draft Kit is available at an industry low $15. So head on over to thefantasywhispers.com to get your draft kit today. We will also be posting uh, that link within the chat as well. I also need to remind everybody we're about to push that update out, our first update of the season. That'll include Aaron Rodgers back to camp. That'll include uh, Michael Thomas, obviously, the news with that, Cam Akers. All the adjustments are going to be built in there. So we're going to be shooting that out to you guys and make sure that's up to date. So make sure you get on over to thefantasywhispers.com. Follow that link in the chat if you're live right now, and you guys can get your kit today. Johnny, it's time. Let's get into this top 10, and we you know, we might get a little bit of flack for you being a, uh, uh, a homer here, but Kyler Murray, you we think he's ready to take this top spot, and we have him ranked as such. The industry has him going up in the fourth round at 4-6 as QB3, but the fantasy whispers are behind Kyler Murray as their number one quarterback and why not? Last year, Johnny, almost 4,000 passing yards, 26 passing touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. I think the biggest thing I wanted to highlight here is something that Ian Harditz brought up a couple months ago. 
most fantasy points per game in a single season from a quarterback in history. Number one was 2019 Lamar Jackson with 27. If you look at Dak Prescott's small sample size last year at 2020, he was number two at 26.9. Aaron Rodgers was number three in 2011 with 26.5. Mahomes in 2018 had 26.1. And Mike Vick in 2010 had 25.9. But 2020's Kyler Murray in weeks one through 10 before that shoulder injury, you've heard us talk a lot about this. He was on pace to get 29.3 points per game almost two points better than the greatest fantasy season of all time at the quarterback position. I don't think people realize how, how much Kyler's ceiling hadn't even been touched yet prior to that injury. And uh, so we're, we're excited. You, you talk about that. Plus they bring in Rondell Moore. They bring in AJ green, Johnny, what are we seeing here when we look at Kyler Murray's 2021 outlook? I mean, Travis, you're looking at a guy, you talked about that that week 11 injury, right? Up until that week, his lowest quarterback finish was quarterback seven. He had never, you know, other than that, it was like quarterback five. He had he'd done several times, quarterback one, quarterback two. He was flirting back and forth with that number one overall quarterback spot up until that shoulder injury. Now, what we have heard from camp is that Kyler wants to, you know, run less. So, you know, some people were scared a little bit off of his rushing upside. And, you know, we have to realize like this guy had, he was on pace to get over a thousand rushing yards last year. That was the realistic uh, possibility of what he could do. And then you're looking at a cannon for an arm. He gets more offensive weapons, AJ Green, Rondell Moore, And the rushing, he had over 10 rushing touchdowns last year. Now, can he repeat some of those things? Even if that rushing yardage comes down, he's a very smart runner. So I think by what he's talking about there is he wants to be a little bit more smarter when he runs and not run as frequent or have quarterback draws as often. Uh, But the touchdown upside is still there because he will still pull. He did that in college a significant amount. And you talked about those added weapons. I think it's all going to come together for Kyler this year. And he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to target because he's not going number one. He's not going number two in most uh, most cases because Josh Allen is usually the second guy off the board. And so for me, I just think that this, you know, is a perfect marriage between his ADP and his draft capital versus the upside that you could potentially get with a guy like Kyler. And once again, you're looking for that consistent, the consistency from week to week. And the reality is when Kyler is not injured, he is a solid QB one because he has such a high floor with that rushing. And then he has the upside with the arm. And so I think he puts it all together. I think this is the, you know, the, the third year in this system. And I think he, he really caps on, uh, you know, catapults himself into that QB one position. Well, if we have Kyler Murray as our QB one, that means Patrick Mahomes slid down uh, against most consensus. If we look at where Patrick Mahomes is going, uh, Based on average draft position, that's in the second round, the end of the second round at 211, and he is the QB1 by consensus rankings, but we have him as our second QB. Johnny, I think this just came down to consistency for you, right? Like when we look at the consistency charts with Patrick Mahomes, he has just not been as consistent as that number one overall as we'd like, and really the ceiling is, you know, I'd say maybe the floor is there, but or the ceiling is there for Patrick Mahomes week to week, but the floor just has not been the same for him. Uh, speak to that and what we saw in the consistency charts when we broke down for the 2021 draft kit. Yeah, honestly, this is one of the biggest takeaways that I that I 
took from the draft kit, right? When doing this, I did not project or expect Pat Mahomes to be that inconsistent. I was a huge fan of Pat Mahomes. I took him in several leagues last year in the, you know, in the first and second round, which a lot of people did not, you know, would not do or didn't expect, you know, from me. And it was, there was a combination of things, you know, I wanted a, a really solid quarterback that I didn't have to worry about. I would rather worry about other positions. And, you know, I just wanted that he's exciting to watch. And you have that tremendous game uh, every single week. You have that upside of could Pat Mahomes go for 40 to 50 plus points. That is still, you know, in his realm of possibilities. However, after diving into his consistency charts over the last two years, Travis, and finding that only 65% of his games, was he a top 12 quarterback? Like, that's, you know, and, and you know, as you dive into these even more, Travis, thinking about, well, if you're drafting him number one and he's even giving you, you know, 12 in a 12 man league, that's last as far as your starting quarterbacks in theory. And so for me, when I'm looking at, you know, draft capital and, and consistency and those early rounds, I have since flipped the script on on drafting Pat Mahomes. And I've been telling people, hey, I'm a little bit further off on Pat Mahomes just because of that weekly consistency at the end of the year is he probably going to be a top three quarterback yes he'll probably score that many fantasy points but we also have to realize like this isn't just a yearly game it's a week-to-week game unless you're in those season longs uh you know that's it uh then it makes a little bit more sense to go after a guy like pat mahomes because you get all the points but when you're looking at a week-to-week game you need more consistency than that at the quarterback position because frankly this is the big point. You're never going to want to take Pat Mahomes out of your lineup if you draft him. You're looking at that, and you're going to say, oh, well, every week he can go for 40 or 50. Why would I pull him out? But reality is only 65% of the time is he going to return you a, a QB1, and that's just not significant enough for me, especially when you're talking about a second or third round draft capital. It's just for that reason, like the like Shark Tank says, I'm out on Pat Mahomes this year. But I do encourage people that if you want, uh, you know, that high upside because he does, from a strategy standpoint, make your uh, opponents play a little bit different than, let's say, going with a guy like uh, Ryan Tannehill, who we'll talk about a little bit later. He doesn't strike as much fear into opponents. So there's also that side of the coin that you have to look at. And it ultimately just comes down to what kind of fantasy player you want to be. And if you like doing the streamer or grabbing a couple quarterbacks or grabbing these later guys that we're going to talk about that have just as much on the consistency week to week finishes, then that's where I would go. But if you're not confident in that and you want an exciting quarterback to watch every single weekend, then there's no no other uh, player to be more excited and watch than Pat Mahomes. It's just fun to watch that guy and root for him. Yeah, I mean, and there's some stuff built in here. Like, if the offensive line is as 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 retooled as they as they think it is, if if the running game gets back on track, then yes, you could see a bounce back season. But we're not having to get that discount of if we're paying the same premium price we've paid for Pat Mahomes over the last three years, which is kind of a dangerous game, as you said, when you're giving up second round capital to go get a guy who hasn't really hit as much as we thought he would. We thought he was the guy to break the cycle to be the guy that continuously is the number one. And it just wasn't the case. We saw Josh Allen last year. Right. And so we're not, we're having to pay that premium. You know, Scott brings up an interesting question to you, Johnny, how close is it between Kyler and Mahomes? And that's the question. Let's say in our draft kit, Johnny, you'd have to, you'd have to back me up. I don't, I don't think it's that far off, but the point is, is that we can get Kyler right now, as we talked about in 
the third or fourth fourth round, 406 is your QB3, where I'm having to pay two more rounds up to get Mahomes in the second. That is the difference. That is what we're talking about. We don't mind if you want to take Mahomes. Just understand what that's going to do to your roster. It's I just have them separated by 30 points. So basically about a point and a half per game and not even that. Uh, so it's very close on a points per game basis on their ranking. But like you said, it, it comes down to draft capital and what you're getting for that draft capital. And and instead of, you know, a Kyler plus your second rounder at, you know, whatever position, a running back, wide receiver or tight end is most likely going to garner you more fantasy points and more consistency than, you know, taking Pat and then whatever running back you land in or wide receiver or tight end you land in the fourth. All right. We're going to continue the trend of guys. We've seen be the number one before, and that is Josh Allen who's coming off his overall QB one performance last year as our QB three. He's now taken in the ADP of three twelve, almost the fourth round as QB two off the board in most consensus scoring and uh, drafting right now. Over 4,500 oh, over 4,500 oh. <laughs> passing yards last year, uh, 37 passing touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. Has never had more than 12 interceptions in a season. Uh, 421 rushing yards. That was actually the lowest of his career on 120 or 102 rushing attempts. Eight rushing touchdowns. Uh, he even had a receiving touchdown last year. Three straight seasons of eight-plus rushing touchdowns. I mean, this guy is just the... He's like a Mahomes meets Cam Newton because he continues to rocket the ball down the field with great accuracy deep, but he also has rushing touchdown upside. We'll see if the uh, the Bills want to limit that because they're trying to go ahead and run the ball more this year, but we'll see. They've, they've never been able to do that with Josh Allen in the lineup yet, and I think, look, if you want to take Mahomes, my if you're just itching to take a top-rated quarterback early, I'd say ditch Mahomes and go with Josh Allen because you're going to get more rushing upside, which means he's got a propensity to be even better than Mahomes with the rushing upside. And you don't have to give up a second round pick. You give up a third round pick instead. I mean, our overall advice is going to be take Kyler Murray. But if you're going to if you're saying, no, I can't do it, I really want to invest in, in somebody. It's Josh Allen to me because he's coming off the board here as our as our third quarterback, but as the second quarterback in consensus. Yeah, I think you're talking about, you know, when you're breaking it down between uh, Allen and Kyler, the thing you would probably trust a little bit more is like the coaching staff. Some people might not fully believe in Ke- uh, in Cliff Kingsbury. And so, you know, going with a guy like Josh Allen, listen, he's a bigger body guy. He's less likely to get hurt or injured. And so, like, I have no qualms about you going, you know, uh, with Allen over Kyler. I think he does have the safer floor, but I do believe that Kyler does have the higher ceiling because I believe he can get more rushing yards. And I think his rushing touchdowns, he can actually beat Josh Allen again in rushing touchdowns. There's always that, that, you know, question in the back of my head, is this the year we've seen Josh Allen, you know, three straight years over eight rushing touchdowns as he gets closer to that big, big money contract. Does he, you know, like you said, do they rely on the run a little bit more in the red zone and not allow Josh Allen to take that beating? I don't know if it's this year. Uh, I, you know, considering it is kind of his contract year or it isn't kind of, it is his contract year. So that is something that uh, is going to be in the back of his mind as he, you know, tries to maximize this year and, and get the most something that was really interesting, Travis, uh, that was brought up on another podcast um, is 
talking about like how the NFL is starting to lean more towards a pass heavy offenses because it just it makes more sense as far as analytics wise and that's what you saw from the Buffalo Bills last year you saw them go more pass heavy now will more teams tend to do that you know you're talking about a 60 40 split is what the Bills had you would expect them to repeat that because it was a win- winning formula and you know it'll be interesting to see how more and more teams start going in that direction but i want to leave it with this in general in fantasy football you tend to want to try to get in front of the new wave as opposed to be chasing it and what i mean by that is you know pat mahomes had the 50 touchdown season right everyone jumped on that we started taking him high it it hasn't worked out right it you know speaking from a consistency week to week thing hasn't worked out josh allen was a seventh rounder last year And he had all this upside as well, but, you know, people drafted him and it panned out. He was the number one. It's very similar. You know, we see this over and over again. Uh, You know, you brought up a little bit earlier where these quarterbacks don't repeat number ones. And so, you know, from that standpoint, from just probability, repeating or betting on Josh Allen to repeat, it, it would you know, odds would say it's not going to happen. But if there is a guy that we do believe could take that number one again, it would be a guy like Josh Allen because he has the yeah. rushing. He's just like, big arm. He, to me, he's a combo of that Lamar Jackson upside with Patrick Mahomes. He's just the perfect kind of combo, which is what we see in Kyler as well. And I think it's just smart to bet on one of these guys like Kyler, mm-hmm. Lamar, Rogers, one of these guys to probably not as much Rogers, but one of these guys that aren't Josh Allen to bet to repeat because that's the situation we're dealing with right now. You know, like Mm -hmm. you want to not be the guy to be the first quarterback taken off the board. You also probably don't want to be the guy who takes the last quarterback off the board. You want to be somewhere in the middle. And I think we're going to talk about these guys between, you know, ranked two through six or seven in our rankings that are going to be the sweet spot money guys, the Dax, the Lamars, you know, the Josh Allens and and the Kylers that we're going to try and look to attack. I mean, look at Scott comes in here and says, I've gotten Kyler in the fifth and sixth in the drafts this season. Those are steals. And that's what we're talking about. If you sit, sit yourself, hey, I'm not going to take Josh Allen early, but Josh Allen's sitting there in the fourth round and he's fallen in your draft. Then you're in a situation where it's like, I might as well snag him here because that's the, the tilt of, of what he can do for your lineup. All right, we're going to talk about our number four uh, quarterback off the board briefly. That's Lamar Jackson. ADP off the board is 501 as the quarterback four. We've got him at four. Nothing really to say here. Um, 1,005 rushing yards on 159 rushing attempts and seven rushing touchdowns. It's two straight years, Johnny, of 1,000 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. Has never had a season with over 401 passing attempts, though. We think that they have done what they can to bring in passing weapons for this offense, but we can't really project Lamar to have a huge upgrade in the passing game because it just hasn't been what he's done. Can he get back to his MVP season? Probably not. It's not likely, but can he get a little bit better than last year or the year before? Yeah, we we think he can. Um Lamar is now sitting in a nice little range, Johnny, where I could actually see drafting him as as your starting quarterback this year and reaping the benefits fantasy wise, because coming off in the fifth round, fifth, sixth, seventh round, those are that's where I want to attack quarterback. Um, I know you've been kind of on the bandwagon that Lamar is not going to be a great passer, but you don't it doesn't hinder his value as a fantasy quarterback. Can you speak a little bit to what you see out of Lamar for 2021? Yeah, when it comes to Lamar, it's uh, 
fantasy points are fantasy points. So whether he rushes for him or he throws for him, it, it makes no difference. And honestly, it's better when he runs because it's you get more points as a Konami code for fantasy football. So I actually I like him as a fantasy quarterback. I didn't like him going so high last year, even though I took him in a league and, and made that, you know, I didn't trust my gut and and it hurt me. However, I want to preface that I like I like Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. I like him as a fantasy quarterback. I love where he's going now because, you know, he's starting to fall. You're talking about even even guy we don't have, uh, which might surprise people on this list, but we don't have Russell Wilson ranked in our top 10. And, you know, even Russell Wilson is coming off the board generally before a guy like Lamar. And so Lamar and, you know, during the mock draft marathon, Travis, there were some times when Lamar was slipping to the seventh, eighth round, and I grabbed him because I was like, well, this is a value. Even if he doesn't you know, get back to that MVP season, he still is going to have that, that Konami code to where he's going to be able to give you those upside weeks and win you weeks. And so when you're talking about a draft capital that late, I'm back in. You know, I don't like – we always say this. It's not that we don't like players. We just don't like the ADPs. And for me, for a while, it was that Lamar's ADP was just too high for what you're having to pay up for him because he was going in like the same round as like a Kyler Murray or, um, you know, a Josh Allen. But now that's kind of cooled off a little bit. And so now I'm back in on him. I think that he it, he does have that. You know, upside, we'll see if these weapons help, you know, get him a little bit more uh, accuracy with the throwing as well as the contested catches. So that is something I'm looking for forward to, but also keep monitored on this COVID situation, because depending on how this pans out, this that could affect the rankings as well. Yeah, we have to see how that's going to affect him as his play too. We we saw right. this with Cam Newton, as you said at the top of the show. It could could really could really affect his play. Should affect his ADP in a positive way for us if we're looking to attack him uh, towards our drafts uh, or in our drafts this fall. All right, number five, Aaron Rodgers is back in camp, and therefore he Good has pulled him himself back up into the top five. Rightfully so. His ADP right now is six twelve. The industry catching up has him as QB eight. I mean, last year was the MVP, 4,200 yards, 48 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, three straight years that Rodgers has thrown five or fewer interceptions, has finished as a top 10 fantasy quarterback six of the last seven years, 12 of his 16 games, he had three or more passing touchdowns. He's thrown for more than 4,000 yards in four out of five seasons. Um, Look, this is the bottom line. Aaron Rodgers is really good at football. He's been really good at fantasy football. If you've had him, he's one of the few guys that, doesn't run a lot, but still gets you plenty of great games because he doesn't throw picks, because he throws multiple touchdowns, because he's so efficient with the football. And this offense will now be going into year three under Matt LaFleur. They've added a couple weapons via the draft. They're going to bring Randall Cobb back. You know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be dialed in and, and ready to continue his pace because he's now adjusted his contract such that he's going to have leverage with the Packers again at the end of this year where he is going, there's mechanisms in place where they will review his contract at the end of this year to see if a trade is available because he's still not happy, which means he's going to put on a show, Johnny. He's going to continue to put on a show until he can't anymore because he wants to make sure that he is doing all that he can to prove to the Packers and the rest of the league that he still has what it takes. So that's exciting for fantasy football purposes. And for me, I think he's one of those perfect candidates. It's like if, if, if going in the fifth round, 
or the sixth round is a little too early for you, for your liking, you still want to stack your other pieces depending on how you are as a fantasy GM. I targeted Rodgers so much in the mock draft marathon. I was buying the dip. I thought you could get him relatively cheap and you could stack your lineup. You know, you could start with three running backs, two wide receivers or, or vice versa, two wide receivers, three running backs, and then hit your quarterback with an Aaron Rodgers and be very happy that you're going to have a guy that's going to be competing for top five. I think he's one of the safer plays at quarterback. And, uh, and you know, he's just a notch above like a Ryan Tannehill if you want to feel a little bit more confident than drafting a guy like Tannehill for me. I couldn't agree more. I think I think he's fine. I, you know, I think I want to see where his ADP ultimately ends up because it will be interesting if it starts to creep up with the Josh Allen, you know, because he did finish uh, so high and you get, you know, these people that are excited about it then I probably wouldn't be so much on the same boat. But you're talking like right now, like you said, with being able to stack your other positions and then grab, uh, you know, right now, Aaron Rodgers in those, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth round. I think, you know, even if it doesn't pan out, you know, even if he reverts back to two years ago where he wasn't that starting quarterback, I don't think the draft capital is necessarily as much to where you can't maneuver around it. But like you said, we know Aaron Rodgers is a super spiteful guy. We know the contract situation, and we know that he he likes to prove people wrong. And so I think that he would he would go out that way, right? Like I don't I wouldn't expect him to go out, you know, like a noodle arm. Uh, I would okay. expect him to to go out, you know, slinging the rock and throwing it all over the place and showing people, hey, I still got it. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on that page. All right. <laughs> We are moving on to our next uh, our next five uh, quarterbacks for this top 10. Sorry about that. Uh, but before we do, I want to say, Whisper Nation, we're nothing without your unwavering support, and we are so proud of this community we have built together. If you feel it upon your heart to help us continue to grow this family and chase this dream, consider joining us over on Patreon.com. You can show support at the 5 and $10 levels. The patron benefits include access to our exclusive Discord channels, entries to sport card giveaways, increased odds for landing a spot, which these are going fast in our listener league 2021 and bonus fantasy content that is only available to patrons head on over to patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whisper and join the nation today. Johnny, our number six quarterback is Jalen hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. His ADP is eight Oh six. He's coming back as, or he's coming off the board as the QB 11 off the board, but we Johnny have got him as our QB six. Um, that's a, one of our biggest discrepancies in the top 10. We've moved Russell Wilson out. Obviously, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But talk about why we're so high on Jalen Hurts, guy who went in through a touchdown pass with his first pass in camp. Yeah, I was uh, waking up and seeing that news blurb, kicking off summer camp or training camp with, uh, you know, hype train uh, USA. Let's go. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Jalen Hurts this year. I've been preaching this all summer long. I believe he is going to be one of those quarterbacks that, you know, people are going to be drafting in the ninth, tenth round. Um, you know, sometimes he gets into that eighth round, uh, but mostly in the mock drafts, there were, he was ninth or tenth in a single quarterback league. And he has the upside um, just like anybody else because of the Konami code, because of his rushing ability and what we've seen from him as far as uh, in the limited action, right? Travis had three rushing touchdowns in four games. Two of those did come on one game. So some people might say, oh, that was a little bit fluky. But even if you're saying he's had two rushing touchdowns in four games, that's pretty significant. 
you're talking about those rushing touchdowns and and that's what elevates these guys into that top five is that rushing upside now he does have a big arm more and he's more accurate than what he depicted last year they got some offensive weapons you know you're talking about uh getting smith over there uh the rookie who i think is going to help uh help him out a lot i think moving rieger over to that number two spot is going to also help uh, as well spread out the field stretch out the field they're not using him as the number one. And I think, you know, getting a lot of this offensive line healthy. And then the one thing I really like is, you know, we talked about it on the mock draft marathon. The offensive coordinator for uh, Justin Herbert last year, who everyone is is very high on Justin Herbert this year. Well, that offensive coordinator is now the offensive coordinator for Jalen Hurts. And I expect him to do as much for Jalen Hurts as he did for Herbert. And so once again, you kind of want to get ahead of these waves, not get behind them. And, and because you'll be paddling too late. So I do believe that Jalen Hurts is going to be a guy that will help you win your fantasy league this year. He will be on a lot of my rosters uh, this, you know, coming up this season because I love his value. I love the upside. And then you're just talking about the schedule, the strength of schedule. Now this will change throughout the season, but as of right now, especially those first five games, which you really want to get off to a, a nice head start. He's got one of the top five easiest schedules as far as the first five games. So I believe in Jalen Hurts. I think people who draft him are going to be very, very pleasantly surprised uh, if they're able to get him on their roster and what he could do for their roster. He has tremendous upside. Yeah, Hertz is one of those guys that's definitely a league winner. We've talked about it this offseason already, just the Konami code in himself. We saw multiple ta top 10 finishes last year. He was averaging a top 10 finish in the very brief uh, sample size. He should have an increased ability to do so with the talent around him, uh, hopefully being better, the offensive line, hopefully staying healthier. Um, and right now, I just wanted to point out, we've got nearly 15 of you watching, only a couple likes on YouTube. Let's get those likes up. Appreciate that. Appreciate um, but I uh, I do really appreciate the, the, the take here on Jalen Hurts, Johnny, because I think this is the one guy sitting within this realm that's like, kind of a weird guy uh you know as far as you're you're considering like oh do i really want jalen hurts they've been so weird about it they're talking about maybe trading for deshaun watson you know whatever buy that in you know the the cost for jalen hurts is not as much as these other guys we've talked about so far which means if you could buy him and then end up stream having to stream other guys because of what happens let's say they do trade for deshaun watson i don't know if that's going to happen but let's say they do, then you'll be sitting there fine. Uh, you know, it doesn't affect your roster as much. Whereas if you went for a Josh Allen because you're swinging for the fences for him to repeat, that really hurts your roster based on the way you've constructed it in fantasy football. And right. so for me, I think Jalen Hurts is that perfect guy to attack to try and win your league as one of the later quarterbacks. And the last thing I just want to, you know, reiterate is whether it is for Houston or whether it's for the Eagles, I think it will be the Eagles this year. Both of those defenses are very bad. You know, people mm -hmm. talk about Dax, you know, and, and Dallas's defense bad. So they'll be throwing, they'll be trying to, you know, stay in games. Well, the same is going to be for the Eagles and for, you know, if, if he does end up going to Houston, then both of those defenses are bad. So he's going to have to continue to chuck the ball around. And that's what you like. All right, so another quarterback we like is Dak Prescott right now. He's coming off the board as the fifth quarterback in consensus ADP at, in the fifth round at 505, but we've got him as our number seven, just slightly behind a couple other guys here. The last two years has been a QB1 on 65% of his starts. 
Prior to last year, he was a top 10 QB in four straight years. Second year under Mike McCarthy, after having three straight years of six rushing touchdowns, he's had back-to-back years of three rushing touchdowns, obviously last year with the injury. Um, We talked about the top of the show, Kyler's points per game being one of the best uh, in 2020. So was Dak Prescott's one of the best in 2020 in that small sample size. Nothing's changed here except for maybe CeeDee Lamb's gotten a little bit better. Um, And, you know, this offensive line will now be fully back together. Zeke seems to be in better uh, condition than he's been in the last previous years. So for me, Dak is a smash at ADP, Johnny, but we have him just slightly a little bit uh, below some of these other guys. Do you think that's just the product of QBs being so deep? Um, or do you think it's a situation where you you have been fading Dak because of the ankle injury? It's it's basically the ankle injury, right? When I when I'm factoring in uh, you know, into the stats and and where because the reality is how do you get to that number two uh, or number one overall? Now you can throw for a lot for sure. And can Dak do that? Absolutely. They have the weapons to do so. But what really sets it up there is that rushing upside and Dak, you know, three straight years where he had six rushing touchdowns and then back-to-back seasons where he only had three. Now, of course he did get injured last year. He was on pace to get more than three rushing touchdowns. However, with the ankle injury, that's something I'm going to continue to monitor. Does he favor that? Do they tend to, you know, run a little bit more with Zeke in the red zone because of that? They don't want to. And we've also seen hesitancy from players when they come back from, you know, ACL or MCL injuries or, you know, any kind of injury where they kind of, they just naturally will. And we saw this, uh, you know, with, with, um, David Johnson a few years ago on the wrist, right? He kind of favored that a little bit and he was a little less hesitant when he was going in for tackles. And so it's just something natural when you go through something catastrophic like Dak did, you will tend to, you know, do that. You'll tend to not run it as much because you're a little bit worried about, hey, could this happen again? And I'm not saying that he can't completely get over it. I do think as the season goes on, as his career goes on, he'll be completely fine. He's like, hey, rub but, some dirt on it. And just yeah, exactly. It, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or what did Tony Romo say when oh, it, uh, when like it a, happened? It's a cramp. Yeah. Oh, it looks yeah. like a cramp. I was like, yeah, that was the gnarliest cramp I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah. So no, yeah, that, that is something that needs to be factored in. Despite all the reports I'm, that have come out that Dak will be ahead of schedule, he'll be fine. He seems to be fine. I think the biggest thing we could probably take from this is, they may ease Dak in this season. He might start week one, but do, do they go run heavy? Do they go uh, Zeke? And and so then it just doubles me down on my Zeke take where I think Zeke is coming off the board still a little too late in the middle of the first round. I think he belongs in the top five, and this could be something that lines up with that if, if we're buying into the narrative that Dak's going to need a little bit of more time than we think. And I just, you know, I, in the mock draft, I was taking Dak a lot because of where he was falling, especially if you're in like one of those one, two or three picks, because he's usually falling at the end of that, you know, uh, fourth round or beginning of the fifth. Sometimes I was able to grab him in the sixth and depending on, you know, the league and what you have. And for me, I, the upside is definitely there at that pick. You're talking about, could he repeat, you know, cause in, in, 2019 he was the qb2 overall and he he didn't have you know he only had three rushing touchdowns and he had the the fewest rushing attempts he had had up to that point and so yes once again he can definitely get there by just throwing it but you know you want to talk about consistency and feeling good about your pick and saying yeah this guy definitely has that upside 
I tend to have that question mark kind of in the back of my head to that question, whereas I don't have that with, you know, Kyler or Josh Allen. Um, so that's where I'm at. But, you know, if I'm walking away with Dak in my uh, in my drafts, you know, in the fifth round, I'm pretty happy with that because he definitely has the upside. All right. Ryan Tannehill is our eighth quarterback. Oh, coming baby. Up our, our ranking. And this one is uh, I'm definitely a guy we've been monitoring since Julio Jones trade. And even before we thought he was a guy that could be worth targeting because he's just been vastly underrated in his career in fantasy football since going to the Titans. Uh, now Ryan Tannehill is still sitting at nine Oh five as the QB 13 off consensus. We have him as the QB eight firmly within our top 10. So if you're asking, Oh, how could you have, you know, guys like Russell Wilson, not in here. Um, this is what we're talking about. Ryan, guys like Ryan Tannehill for us are cutting are, are more, more, we're more confident in uh, coming into the season. Johnny, I'll let you take this away on, on why we're so confident on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, so this is a combination of two things, right? Uh, we talked about at the top of the show, Patrick Mahomes, 65% of his, of his weekly games over the last two years. Has he been a top 12 fantasy quarterback? Well, you look at Ryan Tannehill, and kudos to Travis because he was the – you know, uh, the hound that, you know, started getting on this scent. And then I just followed it with him and, uh, you know, revealed that, yep, Ryan Tannehill, although his name doesn't scare the, or, you know, put fear into your, your opponents or anything like that, you can, and when you draft him, you know, uh, in your draft season, like we are highly encouraging people to do, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to target this year because of his week to week consistency. And two, you talked about the added weapon and Julio Jones, what that could do. Now, he was able to be a top seven quarterback last year when he had Corey Davis and an injured A.J. Brown. Now he gets a fully healthy A.J. Brown and a Julio Jones. Do monitor, though. Julio Jones is still somewhat dealing with that hamstring injury. So we need to keep that monitored as that progresses. We don't know how that will uh, you know, affect this preseason or him going into the season. But either way, Ryan Tannehill, sneaky upside as far as rushing. He's always been a guy who doesn't isn't afraid to pull down the ball and run. One of the reasons why Derrick Henry doesn't have a ton of receptions out of the backfield, because we generally know quarterbacks who like to scramble would rather scramble and pick up the few yards than dump it off. And so you're looking at a guy in Ryan Tannehill who checks off all the boxes for me. He's consistent. He, uh, you know, will run. He has the rushing upside. He'll get rushing touchdowns as well in the red zone. Six rushing touchdowns last year. Uh, I believe he can repeat that. And uh, he's just such a great, yeah, it's great great supporting supporting cast. cast. Yeah, I think there's, like you said, there's a ton of boxes to be checked. Tannehill does what he does, and he's sneaky good. Once again, we were talking about, okay, if you want to kind of pass on the other guys and go with a Jalen Hurts to win your league, you could even pass a little bit further and go with a Ryan Tannehill. Um, if we're looking at two quarterback leagues, Ryan Tannehill is a great value if you're going later. Um, there's just all sorts of reasons to be on Tannehill this year, and, and we wanted to point that out and put him firmly within our top ten. I, you know, I don't even mind because of their ADP, Travis, you know, and most other people might not tell you to do this, but 
I'll tell you to do it uh, if you want to go down this route. Grab both of them. Grab Jalen and grab Ryan Tannehill. I did it in a couple of mock drafts, even if it's a single quarterback league, because you got your consistency guy in Ryan Tannehill, and then you got your really high upside guy in Jalen Hurts. And if Jalen Hurts really pops off, you can either stick with him or you can trade him away before his, his schedule gets a little bit more difficult in the middle of the season. And then you got an asset for a quarterback, and you've also got a very consistent quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Love that strategy. All right, we're going to bring out our, our, our top 10 with, uh, well, our number nine is Matt Stafford going off the board at 7-12, QB 11. I think the bottom line here is that Stafford has been projected to be top eight over the last few years in Detroit, and we really like the weapons in Los Angeles a whole lot better than we've liked Detroit over the last few years. There's a lot to be had here. Plus the Cam Akers injury, Johnny, could mean that Matt Stafford is poised to throw even more than we thought over with the Rams. How are you feeling about Matt Stafford firmly within our top 10 at number nine? You think he's worth taking, especially at ADP of QB 11 coming off the board in the seventh round of drafts? Yeah, it's a little bit surprising, right, uh, that more people aren't on the Matthew Stafford bandwagon. I do think that he is going to be a very good quarterback for fantasy. I think this is probably going to be his best year he's going to have. Talk about Sean McVay and that offense. Talk about Cam Akers going down. I do expect, you know, and especially with their talk, they're not going to bring in another quarterback or, sorry, another running back as of now. And so you would say, okay, well, there are question marks with Henderson, whether he can handle that workload. Well, how do you how do you balance that? Well, you would throw a little bit more. And, you know, that was something that we were already talking about prior to the Akers injury. I, I expected them to throw a little bit more because the reality was they were giving Akers 22 to 25 touches a game. And, you know, Goff was just throwing, you know, 25 to 30 times a game. And I don't see that happening again. I do expect it to be a little bit more in Stafford's favor. The one thing I do want to end this argument on and why you should somewhat be a believer in, in Matthew Stafford, and that is that Jared Goff, who we always talk about, you know, uh, stepmom Lauren calls him the Prius of, uh, of mm-hmm. quarterbacks for the NFL. Well, the Prius of, of fantasy quarter or Prius of quarterbacks for the NFL was able to finish as a top 10 quarterback 10 times in the last two seasons. Now that doesn't sound like a significant amount of time uh, of games, but it's Jared Goff. And then you look at what Stafford has done during that span. He's had eight top 10 finishes during that span, but he has played in seven fewer games than Jared Goff. So you definitely see the upside. Once again, if you're later on in these drafts, you didn't get your Kyler Murray. You didn't get Dak uh, and and someone took Hertz or um, or or Tannehill and you miss out on those guys. I think Stafford will be just fine for you as a weekly start. And then you can also, you know, also stream at that position because you're not afraid to sit a guy like Stafford for a, a stream of the week. That's the uh, big caveat. All right. Our last quarterback is top 10 is Tom Brady. Terrific Tom seven time. And NFL champion, man. And he did it last year on a torn MCL. He also passed for 4,600 passing yards last year, 5,554 air yards. That was number one, 40 passing touchdowns. That was second in the NFL and a 6.6 touchdown rate. We have him as our number 10. There's probably room to move on that. We want to talk about the MCL uh, injury and some things will adjust. Johnny, I, I guess my biggest question with Brady is if we're so high on Stafford, why wouldn't be, we be a little bit higher on Brady given all the weapons he has and giving him us, sh- giving him showing us 
uh, that he could do it last year. And then he did that as injured as well. I, I think Brady is actually even a better target than Stafford as a guy you could get later. And, you know, if, if he ends up finally meeting father time, you can kind of ditch him to stream. But I, I do I do like Brady as the, kind of a little bit of edge above Stafford here. I yeah, and that's that's definitely fine as personal preference. Again, it's um like I'm not going to doubt Father Time or not doubt Tom Brady anymore. I've already said I've been on the record saying, hey, if in ten years we come out and we find that like the NASA comes out and they're like, hey, we actually have put an uh, a robot on this planet and they've been acting as a human and that person's name is Tom Brady. I would not be shocked at all. Like, did you see that video the other day that he released where he's throwing dead center into a jugs machine? Like, it's unreal what this yeah, guy does. That video is fake, though. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Did you see? He he does this on social media. You see the other video where he throws it to the moon and the moon explodes. Well, yeah, that one. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. He's got the same, and he tagged oh. he tagged some video editor. In oh, this video. Unreal. Yeah, because I, I was funny, gonna say Ian Rappaport did the yeah. same thing where he's like, How many takes? And Barstool was like, Oh, poor Ian, you think this is real. But that's the thing, like, that's how good Brady is. We uh, yeah. we are questioning if he's yeah. editing, doctoring these videos or not, or if he's capable of these wild, <laughs> like, insane things. Yeah, like if I did that, if I were to put that on TikTok, it would be totally like people would be like, Oh, yeah, like this is doctor. But it was Tom Brady. The fact and, like, that we question like, it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but here's what I do want to say so it's just like you know people are going to be wondering this right tom brady ten, uh, eight eight top 10 finishes last year out of 15 so you know right around 50 percent, a little less than 50 percent um uh, as far as or a little bit more excuse me than 50 percent as a top 10 fantasy quarterback so again as you start to look at these we want to break it down and let you know that all quarterbacks aren't going to finish as a top 10 quarterback on a week to week basis. You want to try to find the most consistent one at the best price. And I, you know, I'm with you. If you would rather go with a guy like Tom Brady over a guy like Stafford, I'm perfectly, you know, I don't have any issues with that. Um, and, and like you said, if it doesn't pan out or father time has eventually caught up to him, then you can easily drop him and pick up another quarterback and stream that quarterback uh, because, you know, you're paying very little for it. But the upside is definitely there. The upside, again, is 40 plus touchdowns like he had last year and, you know, even healthier. So it could even go up a little bit more than that. Um, so I don't mind grabbing a guy like Tom Brady later on because I do tend to like to stream the quarterback position a little bit more. And he does give you that high upside, um, but it's not the Konami code kind of uh, high floor. He doesn't have that high floor uh, that you like to go into some games like these other quarterbacks give you. All right. Well, that rounds out our top 10. Johnny, we did it. We're talking Whisper Nation here. Let us know who you think we need to talk about. Obviously, Russell Wilson left out of our top 10, as you guys know, and our running backs, we left Saquon Barkley out. We have reasoning behind that. And Johnny, if you do want to speak to Russell Wilson real quickly, I think it might be a good idea to just hop in here and, and tell Whisper Nation. I think I'd be right in surmising that Russell Wilson scares us a little bit because or scares us a lot because Pete Carroll continues to say that they want to run the football uh, a whole bunch and they continue to do things where they'll either start the year hot or end the year hot. And either way, it's not projectable for fantasy football. We just have not been able to pin our hat on what we're going to get out of Russell Wilson. And that scares off, scares us off a little bit. When why would we take that when we can just take a guy like Dak Prescott, 
or a guy like Ryan Tannehill or a guy like Jalen Hurts and really invest in something that we know they're going to continue to try and throw throughout the year based on their situation. The Seahawks have not shown us anything to to think that they're going to let Russ cook the whole entire year. You look at some of the things DK Metcalf has come out and said on video with Brandon Marshall that, you know, half of their playbook was him just going deep or running slants. Um, I mean, that's not stuff that really inspires consistency and greatness out of your fantasy football position. So, Johnny, unless you have anything to add there, that's just kind of the reasons behind some of where we have Russ Wilson. Yeah, 50% of his games over the last three years, he's been pretty consistent <laughs> on that number is 50% of the time he's been a top 10 fantasy quarterback, but the other 50%, he's not. He's, he's you know, 20. He's in the 20s. And then once again, I like to point out that when you're – drafting these guys his draft capital is is up there it's in the fifth round and then you're talking about only 50 percent of the time is he going to get you a top 10 finish that's something i don't like and then also then you start getting into hey do i do i play him this week or do i play this other player and it's a lot harder for you to bench a guy who's on the back of the jersey says russell wilson when we know the upside it's harder for you to bench a guy like that or straight up cut him if you need to if he starts to go cold that's the issue that I have with Russell. And that's why I lowered him in my rankings. And you don't, you touched on it. There has been a couple of signs saying that, Hey, they could potentially let Russ cook this year. And, and, you know, going out and getting the offensive coordinator for the Rams who tends to throw a little bit more, but you also have the coaching philosophy and Pete Carroll who loves to run the ball. And he's never gone away from that. He had an issue with Russell last year, cooking and turning over the ball a lot. And that's why you saw him rein it back and say, no, 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 we're going to start running a little bit more. So like I said, could Russell Wilson come out like the world on fire? Sure. But will it last the whole season? That's where I have my doubts. So that's why I lowered him a little bit. And the other one I just want to touch on real quick, Travis, before we end the show is Herbert. Justin Herbert is going to be a name of people are going to be like, well, why didn't you have Justin Herbert in okay. there? Uh, and similar to um, you know what I was talking about with regression, I, I pointed this out. I'm not saying they're the same type of person, but the last time we saw a rookie come out, light the world on fire, it was Baker Mayfield. We all bought in. Same same kind of situation where new offensive coordinator, we we you know, we bought into the player, didn't really love understand the, the offense, loved the weapons, didn't understand what the situation was as far as the offensive coordinator coming in and what they wanted to implement. And then what ended up happening? Baker burned a lot of people. People were really frustrated with Baker Mayfield. I do believe that we will see, uh, you know, Herbert come back down to earth a little bit this year. And as a result, I think it's going to disappoint people, especially because Herbert's going in the fifth and, and fourth round. He's coming, you know, he's starting to get real up there. And so uh, that's another player that I expect a little bit of regression from this year. All right, Whisper Nation, let us know what you think of the top 10 rankings in the chat. Of course, we want to take this last little bit of time, and I wanted to shout out our patrons over at Patreon.com. Yep. Carl Smith, Chris Molina, Brett Johnson, Eric Zubert, Doug Steinbarth, Scott Klafiki, uh, Will Atkinson, Troy, 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 my boy, uh, Troy Rofi, Jonathan Durst, Jacob Bly, all of you make it possible for us to continue to push forward this brand, and we appreciate every single one of you, and we would appreciate it. Hey, Anybody that joins Whisper Nation over at Patreon.com or just joins us on any platform and gets us a like and subscribe on any platform that we're doing. For Johnny Game Time Hicks, you can find on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. I am Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. We are the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Right here.
There we go. That's that was it. a great show. That was it. I need yeah. to. I will. We will start to uh, get another outro there on that uh, that short music outro. It or should something. be like a longer outro. That's like, yeah, not like, just the, just like not the just little the credit. little. Yeah, we'll yeah. The, we'll work on it. We're we're working yeah. on it. I guess we should probably let like Whisper Nation know what we're doing because they're probably like, hey, do you, do these guys realize they're still live? <laughs> uh, and we do realize we're starting to do a new thing where after shows we are going to hang out for a couple minutes. If you guys have any questions, we'll answer some questions. We'll talk about you know fun stuff like different kind of things that's going on behind the scenes. We we'll call this the behind the scenes minutes. I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. find. We'll we'll find, we'll call it something better than that. I'm sure. <laughs> so maybe Whisper Nation will know. Uh, uh, but. Yeah, uh, good show. We're good to be back. Getting the vocals a little bit better. Yeah, they sound much better. They sound way better yeah. than uh, the other night. So, what, how'd you feel, dude? Coming off the the mock draft marathon, that was. Yeah, I'm. I'm event. beat, man. Yeah, that was. Uh, but it was right. good, man. It was rewarding in so many ways. I mean, obviously, all the guests and the, the people that joined, and we had new patrons. We got new people in the Discord. Discord chat is up to seventy um 68 people so that's amazing we love that um yeah just continuing to rock and roll with this thing and continuing to you know bring whisper nation more and more content and you know camp start camps are starting this week i was telling you before we got on we're almost in august which means i mean july's almost over and it's time to start drafting dude travis was travis was worried about it he was like man it's already already to the end of july and i'm like Yeah. yeah Stuff's That's coming it. at you fast, dude. When you get older, that time just ticks off faster and faster before you know it. Well, and I feel like I lost. I've basically lost Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Not lost, yeah. but I've been sleeping, you know, the whole time just trying to recover. And, you know, Whisper Nation, for those that don't know, I got sick the day of the mock draft marathon, lost my voice throughout the whole thing, and uh, basically have been sleeping, trying to recover since then. So, um, but we tried to power through it. And we, we, we felt like we put forward a great product um i owe a lot to johnny and chelsea and austin and just the people that kept this thing rolling and and our wonderful guests and our our whisper nation community it was amazing so if you guys weren't able to catch any of that make sure you go back and catch some of the stream they're still up there on youtube but man what an amazing event and it felt so good to be a part of it for our third year in a row yeah it was really fun uh having all those guests on and and just i think the big part was just seeing how much whisper nation enjoyed it and as far and as as our guests as well you know we had uh quite a few people say they they wanted to be back on for sure next year and uh you know that's something we wanted to build we wanted to build a an event that you know people wanted to be a part of and i i think we're we're putting that together and hopefully whisper nation joins us next year as well uh again um, as we continue to build this brand, but yeah, man, it's awesome hearing like Liz Losa and Adam rank and, you know, a, a lot of these, these people that, you know, we love to, to look up to, uh, when we started out and seeing them say, Hey, I want to come back on to uh, your guys' show. And I like what you guys are doing. That was a very humble, very humbling for sure. And I know whisper nation, the freaks that they are, we're asking about a mock draft Monday, um, yeah. on Monday. And, uh, we, you know, in years past, we have done where we've doubled up and gone and gotten to get on there. But I just think this one was, you know, it was the biggest one we'd done and it took a lot out of us. So we appreciate the patience. We'll be back with a mock draft Monday, next Monday. Uh, and we'll be starting to book more guests for that as well. 
um, some of the people that weren't able to get on with with the actual mock draft marathon wanted to continue to collab with us. So we'll get that working. So, yeah, remember to get your draft kit, guys. It's over at the fancy Remember, if you want to support the show, go over to Patreon. But other than that, man, we'll, we'll see you next time. We'll see you this Friday with another show. Yeah. Take it easy. Whisper Nation. We're out. Peace. Peace. Right here. Oh, hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw and you want to learn how to dominate your own draft and win your own league, head on over to thefantasywhispers.com and grab your copy of the Fantasy Whispers Draft Kit today or click the link in the description below. And if you're still not sold, check out one of these videos.